This is Amarellis from Ace Travels with Coach Carmen. Welcome to Eat Well, Travel Often, the podcast where each episode we explore a new destination and its food and culture. Hello, all my wanderlusters. How are you? Uh, welcome back to Eat Well, Travel Often. If you're new here, welcome. We hope uh, you stay with us and you continue to listen to our episodes. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Egypt. We just got back a few weeks ago, so it's kind of fresh in our minds. And so we thought, um, why not talk about it now? Um, I am here with my co-host, Carmen. Hello. Um, I'm sure some of you already know how wonderful Carmen is. She is the <laughs> founder and owner of Happy Balanced Life. And um, she went on this trip to Egypt with me. We were together. So yeah. we got to explore and experience it together. Um, what were your thoughts, Carmen? Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. Our, our group was awesome, by the way. It was. You had such a fantastic group of people, like you couldn't have planned it better. And I, you know, I know, you know, some of them, but I only knew two of them before the group and, um, excuse me, besides my husband. And, uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. And I I have to say this group really demonstrated the power of group travel and how, like when you have a group that is energetically aligned Mm-hmm. And with the same vibe, just like how you make new friends, how you create these amazing memories, like, and that this group is so demonstrative of that, really. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All great people. Everybody was up for trying new things and exploring. And, you know, when somebody said no, everybody respected it. Like, we were like, okay, no problem. Yeah. You know, so it was awesome. Yes, it was fun. It was awesome. Um. All right, so you know, I want more feedback from Karen, and yeah, I'm sure we're gonna get it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I can just go right into my top three things if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, let's do that. Why don't you do that? Great. So I think my top three things for Egypt were the first was I really enjoyed the historical part, like the thing that you go to see, like the pyramids and the tombs and the Nile River, and it was really amazing to experience that. So I'm glad that I went. It's like one of those bucket list things that you can check off. So I really, really enjoyed that. I think I, um, the second thing is I, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't really aware or I wasn't expecting the culture. Like the culture was very different. It's very intense. It's, it's just, it's beautiful, but it's just different than the way that we live. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. And we can talk about that a little bit more. I think as the as we progress through the <laughs> through the podcast today, you'll hear different things, which will make you understand. Um, and then the third thing was that I really felt like um, going in this group made it so much more interesting because we all wanted to get to Egypt, but we all had a little bit of a different experience. Like you said, some people enjoyed things, some people didn't. Um, and I love that. Like you had put together some great excursions for everybody. And I think, you know, um, that makes the that makes the trip better, but then doing it with a group is even more fun. You have that like we're still talking about it at dinner, we're texting, we're you know we're having a great conversation, we're uh, reliving the memories, if you will, while we're on the trip. And by the way, we made some really new relationships with the other people in the group. So that was my third thing. I loved really, I really did enjoy this group. We had a lot of fun, and we were very respectful respectful of each other's boundaries. Awesome. Yeah. I'll give you my top three things. So um, my top three takeaways were, wow, I've never experienced heat like that in my life. You know, I think you read about how like the sweltering heat in the summertime. And so I knew that it was going to be hot. So here's the thing. I've been to Dubai twice in the middle of the summer, once Mm. in July, one in August. And it was hot, but I, I like the heat. So for me, it never felt like overwhelming or like just this depressive heat. Right, right. Egypt is on a whole nother level. It really and is. It is. It is. It's on a whole nother level. Like the heat is oppressive. It's oppressive. So, you know, I would say if you're going to travel um, to Egypt, Try to go between like September and April, maybe push it to May. It's probably starting to get hot around May, but 
we were there the middle of June and it was super hot. So it's it just a whole nother heat that I've never experienced in my life. So, and I mean, I've been to Vegas, I've been to Dubai, like I've been to the desert before, but this was, it was, it was different. Whole, it, was. it was, it was very different. Um, I don't think it took away from my experience. I still enjoyed it and I had a wonderful time, but that was just something that stood out for me. Um, two, I am going to agree with you that I think the group enhanced the overall experience yes. because we got along so well and everybody was so excited about it. And so, and everybody took something different away from it. And when I tell you that, I just, to emphasize how, like how amazing this group was. We still have a WhatsApp group. And the other day somebody was like, I miss you guys already. <laughs> yes. So, you know, they're just, it's one of the benefits that I talk about all the time when it comes to group is this whole like bonding and creating memories with people and making new friendships because yes. as Carmen said, like she walked away with, you know, five new friends. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so that part of it was amazing. And then third, I think, um, my takeaway was how much, uh, um, like how much the Egyptologist or the tour guide is absolutely needed in Egypt, because could you go to some of these temples on your own? You could, but I think when you're walking in there with someone who understands the history and they're giving you the context, it changes everything about the trip for you. Right. And Egypt is really well, it's about culture and it's about history and understanding that history, like even understanding what the hieroglyphics mean, what each like he could read what was on the walls and explain it to you, like explain the story to you. And so that part of it was incredible. Agreed. I truly, truly, truly loved it. Um, so with that said, none of our takeaways had to do with food. And we're actually going to get into that and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and that's not um, normal for us. <laughs> I know we're usually food is a, one of our list, but um, I'm going to cut. I'm going to talk a little bit about Egyptian cuisine, the history behind it. And then we're going to get into our experience sure. with food. OK. Um, all right. So let me just get started before we go there. All right. So Egypt um, with its majestic pyramids and it's captivating Nile River um, and really it's amazing ancient culture, right? has more, so much more to offer than just meets the eye. Um, and one of the, we always talk about one of the best ways to capture the country's essence is through its food. Um, I don't feel like we really got that opportunity on this trip, but there was a different, there was different factors or reasons for that. And we're going to go through them. Um, Egypt, Egyptian cuisine has a fascinating history uh, that stretches back thousands and thousands of years. Um, so let's talk a little bit, let's travel through time and we're going to explore the flavors that have really contributed to this vibrant culinary um, history or tradition. Um, Egyptian cuisine is as ancient as the pyramids. Um, so from the early days of the pharaohs, to uh, the influence of neighboring cultures, the roots of Egyptian cuisine runs super deep. The abundance of the Nile River, the Nile River is really central to everything in Egypt, right? So the Nile River, the fertile lands, and the trade routes all really played a crucial role in shaping the ingredients and the culinary practices of this country. Ancient Egyptians relied heavily on grains, um, so things like wheat and barley, which they used to make bread, um, and that is still today very much a dietary staple for them. Um, they were also skilled farmers that cultivated vegetables, uh, such as onions and leeks, garlic, and cucumbers. Uh, and then they also had herbs and spices like coriander, cumin, and dill, which added these vibrant flavors to their dishes. So let's add now the importance of the Nile River on top of that, which provided, provided um, a bounty of like array of, a bountiful array of fish, uh, including what they call the Nile perch and the mullet, which I've never seen, but um, apparently that is what you find in abundance in the Nile, um, as well as waterfowl like geese and ducks as well. So we did have some duck while we were in Egypt. Egypt. Um, and I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the ancient Egyptians were also known for sophisticated fishing techniques, even employing trained birds to assist in the hunt. I'm not surprised by that, given how they build the pyramids. That doesn't shock me in the least, right? <laughs> um, Egyptian cuisine didn't exist in isolation, though. 
throughout history. It has been influenced by various cultures like the Greeks, the Romans, the Ottomans, and the Arabs. These influences really left their mark on the culinary landscapes of Egypt. Um, the Greeks and the Romans introduced ingredients like olives and grapes, which they're known for, right? While the Ottomans uh, brought rich flavors such as lamb, yogurt, and a variety of pastries. And then the Arab influence introduced spices like cinnamon, cardam cardamom. Is that how you say that? Cardamom? cardamom. Um, and nutmeg. <laughs> I never know if I'm saying that, that spice correctly. Um <laughs> It's these cultural interactions that have created the diverse and flavorful, flavorful cuisine that we know today. Um, Egyptian food is a beautiful fusion of all these ancient traditions and all of these, I guess what you would call culinary borrowings from different parts of the world or nearby, because a lot of those influences in the Egyptian cuisine, they're not far from Egypt, right? You have like the Arabs next door, the Ottoman Empire was not far, and the Greek and the Romans were right across from the Mediterranean. Mediterranean Sea. So they all kind of meshed and brought together what is called Egyptian cuisine today. Mm. So it's just a quick history about it. So tell me, Carmen, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just start by saying that I'm like a foodie at heart and I like to research things before I travel. So I had watched some videos and read some stuff and I was super excited about this trip because I kept reading about like the flavors and like the spices and how, you know, savory everything was. And I personally did not have that experience. I didn't have, it wasn't a bad experience. I think I hyped myself up a little bit, you know, uh, on what I was going to have there. But um, I did try some of the traditional, you know, meals. Um, I'll, I'll jump into it. We tried at Kashari, which is one of their most uh, popular dishes. And it's, it's interesting because it doesn't have any meat, but non-vegetarians and vegetarians eat it, you know, nonetheless. So it's basically rice with macaroni and lentils and chickpeas. And they're mm -hmm. like stewed. And then they they top that with like a, not a spaghetti sauce, but like a tomato sauce and onion, like fried onions. And so if you, it was good. If you like, like, I like, I like food that has texture, like you know, different textures. So I, I liked it. It had flavor, which was good. But I think, um, you know, depending on if you, some people don't like to see all that fusion in a bowl, they probably wouldn't enjoy it. I actually enjoyed this particular dish and it is one of their um, more popular dishes so much so that they actually have a restaurant there that's four floors and that's all they serve is just that's one. All they serve, yeah. That's all they serve. One dish. Right. Um, the second thing was um, something that they make for breakfast a lot. It's a bean, it's a fava bean dish called, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, full medamis or medamis, something like that. And basically it's, it's fava beans cooked uh, with garlic and lemon juice. And you serve it usually with pita bread or eggs or, you know, uh, for breakfast, if you will, or other vegetables. That's how they eat it. And obviously it's, it's a good dish because high in protein and, um, I tried this. I wasn't a big fan. I think it was more the texture than anything else. It was very mushy. It was almost like eating um, Mexican refried beans the way that, you know, the, the, at this location where I had it. So again, I think it was more about the texture than the flavor for me. I, I was expecting it to be something more like chunky, like actually sea beans in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but again, and then we had, you know, lamb, chicken, like different, you know, different things, which were all, you know, good. I guess I wasn't, I will say this. I was, the food was okay for me. I was not that impressed. I wasn't as excited as I am normally, you know, when I travel about the dinners and stuff. Um, so I do agree though, with what you said earlier, I do think it's because of our experience. We were, and this is just, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Like we were up really early to do events and we were running around all day. And I think at dinner time we just wanted to eat what was quick and easy, which was like on the Nile cruise or, you know, at the hotel or close by or whatever. So I think that was probably why we didn't have a more, I will say a more cultural or local experience, right? Because we still ate some of the food from there, but I wanted to sort of go where the locals go. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to go where the locals go though. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. well, we're going to, we'll probably touch on this and we have another, um, we have another episode where we talk about the 20 things um, that you should know about Egypt. And one of them is that the constant pestering and harassment. And so it makes it a little harder, I think, unless you're with 
like a local Egyptian or something like that, it makes it harder to go where the locals go because of that. They see you, they know you're not from there. Right. And um, we walked through a market and <laughs> we couldn't even really stop because it was like intense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, you know, my food specific to the food was very mm-hmm. underwhelming in this particular trip. Um, that doesn't take away from Egypt. I loved, I loved the experience. Absolutely. Um, but um, I didn't really get the food part of the of the experience, which I also was looking forward to. So much so that we actually had booked a food tour. We're gonna yes. tell you our little nightmare that we had. <laughs> warning, um, warning, we were definitely triggered. <laughs> so we I booked a food tour for us. Whenever I go away, I try to do a food tour because I think it's a great way to kind of get um, a sampling of things in a short period of time. I knew our itinerary was packed because there is a lot to see from a historical standpoint when you're in Egypt. And really, I think this trip was kind of focused on that, getting out to, to learn the history, to see these ancient iconic landmarks and so forth. So I had booked a food tour for the the one evening that we had free. Um, I had booked it as well for some other folks in the group who had arrived a little earlier and they had gone, they went the night before and they kind of gave me a warning there. Like, you know, we went on this food tour, but it wasn't really a food tour. Like we, I think we went to one place to eat. Um, and then it was more like a sightseeing tour. Yes. And they said to me, um, but we loved it. We had a great experience. Our guide was great. I just want to give you the heads up. So I was like, okay, thank you. That's very much appreciated, you know, uh, because Carmen and I had very set intentions, right? Yes. <laughs> so, um, so the guide pick, comes to pick us up and, and I'm just going to say this was booked separately from our tour company. That's right. Which I'm not even, I'm just gonna shut up about that. Anyways, that was my, that was my fault. But, um, so I booked it separately. Uh, the tour guide shows up to pick us up. I explicitly say to him from the set, from the get, I'm like, we want a food tour. I don't want to go sightseeing. We have, we have plans to go see a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We just want to go try different Egyptian foods. Yeah. Okay. No problem. He says, no problem. And Carmen, correct me if I'm wrong, if I say anything that's incorrect. No problem. Um, yeah, we can do that. Uh, we're just going to go see a couple of places. Like that should have been my red flag right there, right? It completely just, you just disregarded everything I said to you. Okay, I said, but we want to eat. That's what we want to do. Mind you, we had not eaten. Right. This was starting at 6.30, right? 6.30, 6 o'clock. Yes. We, we did not eat because we knew we were going on this food tour. So we wanted to save our appetite for it. So we get in, the, we get on the van, we get in the van and we get head off. And he's telling us, he's taking us through parts of Cairo that we had not seen. So that part of it was great because yes. he, he was kind of taking us into where, where the locals are. And I'm thinking, oh, great. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, good. Like we're going to actually get to experience the local side of Cairo. Right. So we get, we get, <laughs> he tells us, where did he tell us he was taking us first? Cause he, t- he, was, he was taking like, us to a mosque or a temple first. Well, yeah. So he had told us a bunch of places and I was like, we just want to go eat. We just want to go eat. We just want to go eat. Well, no, he mentioned something about the pyramids and we're like, we've already done that. And then he said, we're like, we've already done that. So we really just want to go get food. Exactly. Exactly. So he takes us to a market. He's like, we're going to go walk through the market. I'll show you a few things in there. And then, you know, we'll go eat. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe we can sample some stuff while we're in the market. This is what's going on in my head, right? Because again, Carmen and I have very clear intentions on what it is that we're doing. And by the way, her husband was with us and my sister was with us. So it was three women and one man. And I, so we were, we start walking through the mosque and the guide says to us, oh, I mean, through the market, we see this mosque and he says, this is a beautiful mosque. I want to take you guys in to see it. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. I want to take you guys in to see it. And I look, I know we're in a predominantly Muslim country. We're going into a mosque. None of us have head coverings, right? right? And I want to be respectful of the religion and the culture. And so I say to him, I'm like, we don't, we, we don't have anything to cover our hair. And he's like, oh, they'll give you something there. And I'm like, Okay. And for the, for a moment, I almost like, was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then I looked 
at my sister and I looked at Carmen because I was trying to like look at our outfits to make right. sure that we were appropriately dressed. And my sister had short sleeve shirts on a short. She had a dress, a long dress, but it was short sleeve. And Carmen's dress came up to like her mid calf, right? Like it didn't go all the way down. And I was like, we're not appropriately dressed to go into that mosque. And I was like, like we need to be covered completely. And again, I'm not Muslim, but I understand. You understand what the expectations are. What yeah. the expectations are. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, how is this okay? I don't understand how this is okay. And in my head, and I, so I said to Carmen, I'm like, Carmen, I don't want to walk in there. And let's say there's a very conservative Muslim in there who right. is offended by us, like to go off on us. I'm right, not right. assuming that that's how they're going to be, but you just don't know people's reactions. And they might take offense to the fact that these non-Muslims are in their mosque and being disrespectful, right? When at the end of the day, we're being guided by someone who's telling us it's okay and just everything in my body was telling me no. Right. No. So I said, I don't want to go in there. And he was still insisting. And I finally had to say to Carmen's husband, who's also my cousin, I was like, can you please tell him that no, we're not doing this. Right. And, and in that moment, I realized that he was just disregarding everything I was saying because I was a woman. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Oh. And it was very, as someone who's traveled a lot, it was like that culture shock that hits you in the face and you're yeah. just like, okay, I knew that this is a possibility, but when you're confronted with it, it's like, it just goes back to the power of travel and how much you like, how what, what you learn because we take for granted in the United States that as females, we have the same opportunities as men, right? To talk and to do. And then when you realize that you're disregarded in those locations, it's like, what? It's mind blowing to us. Cause yeah. we're like, what, what's happening? Yeah. Did you yeah. not hear me like seven times tell you we just want to get food, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's the hard part. So then he's like, I said, can we just go eat, please? Because at this point, we've been there for an hour and change, right? We're all hungry. It's hot. Um, we are in a market where there is a lot of people, a lot of activity, a lot of, which is great from a, an experience perspective, but now when you're hangry, like, okay. <laughs> you know? And by the way, that was one of the experiences that turned me off from the selling perspective. Because in, in any other world, I would have loved to like stroll through those kiosks, talk to people, like buy things from them. But the pressure was so real. So was this so is like a funny story is that they literally like chase you and they try to guess your name. So the, the guy's like right next to me and he's like, Vanessa, Maria, Carmen, you know, I was like, oh my God. And he finally, he, he said my name, but I kept ignoring him and he was following me and they all do this. Like they try to get your attention. They usually put something in front of you, like a shirt or like a, a scarf or a, anything. And they'll just get your attention to say only $5. And they keep lowering it and lowering it, lowering it to see if they can, you know, lure you into the store. But if you even for, stop for a second and ask, do you have that in this size? You are like sucked into yeah. a different world. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was just thinking, as you said, that he was trying to guess your name. Like, he would never guess mine. <laughs> he got mine like on the fifth, you know, or sixth name. I was like, oh, I ignored him though. Cause then if I respond to that, he's going to you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, ironically, uh, and we're going to come back to the food portion of this at some yes. point, but, um, we just wanted to share this story because in hindsight, it's funny, but in the moment it was intense. Oh my gosh. So, um, so my sister, so my sister was, my sister got a lot of attention in Egypt. She did. She's very beautiful. She, uh, is, she has an, a look to her that you know, a lot of people were like, you look Egyptian, like you mm -hmm. look like you could be Egyptian. She got a lot of attention. And I think she felt a bit uncomfortable in the market because she felt like the, they're like, they were just gawking at her. Yes. And, um, she's just like, I've never felt this level of intensity before. And so, um, Ironically enough, earlier that day, I had been having a conversation with her and my other sister who were also with us. And they were saying like, you know, you told us to dress conservatively. And, you know, we brought all these outfits. Like, I see women walking around with tank tops. And I was like, <laughs> and inevitably, I always hear people talk about, you don't need to worry so much. Like when you're going to these countries, like I, I hear it about Dubai or whatever, like you don't need to cover up that much. Like you can still wear a tank top, you can wear. 
And in that moment, she turned around. She's like, I now understand why you said to dress conservatively. Because she got an intense amount of attention. Even dressed conservatively. Had she just been wearing like her normal Western garb, like tank top, a fitted tank top with it would have been on a whole nother level. Right. And so in that moment, she understood. She's like, I will never question you again. I get it. <laughs> so um, so now we're walking through the market and we're asking like, when are we going to go eat? Like we're ready to go eat. And he says to my sister, <laughs> he says, I'm going to go, I'm going to let you guys walk through, just walk through. I'm going to go get the car and then I'll meet you guys wherever. My sister's like, you are not going anywhere. You are not leaving, leaving us. Anywhere. Nope. <laughs> So after that whole situation with the mosque, I, in my head, I, and I said this to, to my cousin, to Carmen's husband, I was like, you, you, you're going to have to do the talking because he's not, he's not listening. Yeah. You know, he's not listening. And I was so grateful in that moment that Angel was with us because imagine if it had just been the three of us, like, oh, we would, I, I didn't, at no point did I feel like we were in danger. No. Um, it just felt very intense and it felt, ugh, there's this energy to that environment where you don't feel like you're in danger. You feel the intensity of it, but you know that if anything pops off at any moment, it can go left. Yes. Is that, is that yes. accurate? No. And it right? was so, it was so crowded. It was just a lot of people walking around, a lot of people, you know, following yeah. you to try to yeah. sell you stuff. It felt like a bit much. I mean, we couldn't wait to get out of there. And that's yeah. usually the experience that, you know, we would exactly. like to have. Yeah, Exactly. So then at some point during the tour, during the heat, so he didn't leave because my sister was like, you're not going anywhere. You're staying with us. So uh, he says to me, or he says to us, I was, I'm going to take you to the Nile so we can take pictures. I said, I don't want to go to the Nile. I want to go eat. I'm hungry. We we want a food tour. This is how this was labeled. Why are we not doing what, what we're supposed to market yeah. this as, right? It was... Two hours later, two and a half hours later, we were, we came out the market. We were standing there waiting for the driver to come back. Still no food, still no indication of what's going on next, what we're doing. We get in the car and he, um, he's talking about different things and I'm like, okay. And then he tells us he's going to take us to a restaurant and we're driving. It's now the height of traffic in Egypt, in Cairo. Okay. Yeah. It's like, what do you call it? Peak time, right? Peak time. It's taking an eternity to get to where we're going. And he's, I don't think he even, I think he had a whole different itinerary plan for us, but because we kept insisting on food, he just he was kind of scrambling to figure out where he was going to take us. Right. right. So well, I think, I think that, you know, what ended up happening was when, when Angel told him, no, you're going to take us to get food or whatever. And then he said that he mentioned the Kashari and your sister was like, oh no, I want something with me. So then yeah. he like sort of like started looking for a different type of restaurant and taking us somewhere else. But even, but even that, that point, even going to the Kashari, like I get it, but we specific, we were specific about, we wanted to try different things. Right. So like, you're going to take us to a restaurant where they only, they only serve that, like that's still not providing the sampling, you know? Right. right. So, so at some point we, now we're, it's like three hours in, we're starving. And I think, I don't know who said it, but they're like, you know what? I just want to go back to the hotel. Let's just go back to the hotel. We can eat. Oh yeah. So what ended up happening was he actually had the nerve to turn around and say, on the way, there's this thing. It's going to take 10 minutes. I don't remember what he said because I was like, and I said to you, Lily, I think he's not going to, he's not taking us back. He's trying right. to stop again. And then, you know, my husband's like, no, 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 forget it. That's it. Like, we're going back to the hotel. Just take us back to the hotel. And he was like, you know, surprised. And even then, as he was driving, he was trying to tell us that there was this thing on the way that he wanted to show us. And we were like, just take us back. So yeah. we never really got food. No. We didn't nope. get the tour that we were expecting, because when you read the description, you were, you were having, you know, food, like a meal, you were having a drink somewhere else. You were having like some type of dessert. It was like a few things. So we did nothing. We did nothing. We came Which back me, hungry. I still need to leave a review. Yes. We and, came back hungry and we ended up just having to eat at the hotel. Like at one of the restaurants there, they had an Italian restaurant at the hotel we we're staying at. We ended up eating there, which is, you know, it was fine, but it's not that I didn't go to Egypt to eat, you know, 
pasta in exactly exactly at the hotel. <laughs> I still have to leave a review for this tour company, which is not going to be a good one. It was a really bad. It was not a good experience. And, and let me just say, it ended with us getting out of the car and then asking me for another forty dollars. Yeah. Because we were supposed to have two other people going and the two people, one got sick and the other one backed out. And so they said that they sent a bigger van, which honestly, it was already six of us. So I don't understand how they thought that they were going to fit us in a regular car. Anyway, right. Right? right. So that just <laughs> added to the level of frustration that I already felt. Um, we ended up splitting that and I gave them $20 because I just was so frustrated and so uh, like upset that I was like, I just need, I need, uh, like, I need to go. I, I just said to Carmen before we got on, I aspire to your calmness. She has a whole <laughs> level of calmness that I just don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but okay. I try. Oh, I Carmen is this. way more calm than I am. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I mean, this is just a reminder that I need to leave a review. Um, this is why reviews are important because it gives you a really clear insight into what exactly you're going to get. And I have to say, um, you know, a, someone else on the group tried to warn me, um, but I thought that by just setting my expectations up front, that we would have been yeah. clear. Um, and they no. have their agenda, man, and they're going to get to it, you know, yeah. hell of high water. And I think Absolutely. that's the issue. Absolutely. So the food tour that was supposed to be was a complete bust. So we didn't even get to experience that. And the rest of the tour, we were, we, we were going like, it was like, we had a set itinerary. And so while you're on the cruise, it's kind of hard to eat outside of the cruise because, you have all your meals are paid for on the cruise. Right. And while you will get a sampling of some Egyptian, I mean, the, the, the cooks are Egyptian, right? The chefs are Egyptian. So you do get some sampling of Egyptian cuisine. They also want to make sure that they're catering to the tourists that are on there, understanding that not everybody is into like more ethnic dishes. So they give you kind of like a sampling of things. Right. So for me, I didn't really get the, as I said in the beginning, I didn't really get the food experience that I wanted, but um it looks like i may be going back next year so maybe then I'll there you go <laughs> i know who i won't be booking a food tour with though <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> so, so um, i wanted to mention something not really about the food but just um before we get off the topic of food um something that happened so uh drinks right so they are big on tea and you know they have good coffee obviously but they are not big on alcohol no and so i mentioned this because when we were on the cruise um, one of the couples had ordered wine and beer. And for whatever reason, they kept bringing the husband, the, the, the beer, but not the wife, the wine. And at one point I had to ask like, you know, to, to our guide and he asked and they said, you have to go up to the bar. Like if you want to drink, there's a specific area where the tourists can go up and drink, but they were not, they're not catering to that because they don't agree with that in their, in their culture. So just have that in mind. Like if you are a person that drinks alcohol, you may not you may not find it in most um, restaurants, you know, especially, I don't know why there was a difference between men and women, but for whatever reason, you know, they did not want to serve her, um, her glass of wine. That uh, is very much a religious yes. uh, thing because it's the same in Dubai. You're not going to find alcohol in a lot of restaurants. But I think that's important because I did not even think of that. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but like if you're the type of person that wants a cocktail or a drink with your meal, um, you know, you might have to look to see if there's places that even do that, that are tourist places, because if you're going to a, like, they wouldn't do it on the Nile cruise. I mean, we could have did it at the bar. They do have a bar, um, but they do not do it in those type of locations. So I think yeah. it's important for people to prepare. That's all. Um, the other thing I would say about drinks, uh, you're going to, you're going to drink a lot of water while you're in Egypt yes. simply because you're sweating so much that your body needs to replenish. And one of the things that you might want to consider is taking with you like hydration packets, um, to put into your water. Um, I personally prefer ones that don't have flavor because the ones that have flavor, they make the water too sweet for me and then I don't yeah. feel refreshed. So um, I made the mistake of putting one with flavor into my water. And I was like, they had non-flavored ones. So I ended up getting a watermelon one. And it was like, it was sweet, even though it says it has no sugar. I got the yeah. no sugar one and it still tasted sweet to me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one of the things take a water bottle with you, 
for sure. And one that preferably one that could keep your water cold Yes, because you are going to drink a lot of water. You're definitely going to want to be carrying water with you um, and make sure that, you know, you're staying hydrated. Um, and they do, you, you're right. They sell the bottles everywhere. And most of the tour guides have some as well for you if you're, you know, in their van or whatever. But if you have something to keep it cold, you can just pour it in there and walk around with it. Cause if not, they sweat out and get warm pretty quickly. Yeah. And drinking hot water in hot weather is the no. worst, the worst thing ever. I mean, I know that's a first world problem. Yes. <laughs> it's a first world problem. I understand. I'm not, you know, like, um, but uh, it helps if your water's cold and at least you feel more refreshed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like as a podcast that talks about food, we don't really have a lot to share as it relates no, to food. It's time. just experience. Yeah, it wasn't what I, we- I will say though that I did find one, one positive is I did find that they do serve, like they did serve a lot of vegetables. And so like if you're, you're vegetarian or vegan or whatever, you could probably found something or if you're trying to be healthier, they did have salads and stuff like that. I was worried about the salad so this is another thing because obviously they wash them with water and you could get sick. So I did not have salad the first few days. And then the joke is that my husband ended up having salad and I was like, you shouldn't be having that. And then um, one of the other women on the trip was like, oh, I've had salad every day. I haven't had a problem. And then our tour guide said, you know, in the hotels and in the Nile cruise, they are, you know, they're taking care of tourists. So they wash it with something else. So you don't have to worry about being sick. And I did have salad the last day and I was fine. But, you know, just something to think about. You don't want to just have it anywhere. No. Yeah, definitely. Not just anywhere. I learned that the hard way when I moved to Mexico because I didn't know the quick story here. um, And this is for any country you go to. Right. Like you should find all this out. So I moved to Mexico, did not know that in Mexico, when you buy from the grocery store, like any fruit or vegetables or stuff that you need to soak them in water with there's, they sell a specific like thing. You put a few drops and it helps to soak and take out all the bacteria. I didn't know that. I had no idea. You know, I moved or whatever. I bought spinach Mm -hmm. thinking, Oh, um, you know, I'll make a spinach salad and have spinach, whatever. (sighs) I washed the spinach, but I didn't soak it. And I ate my salad Three days of just, it was the most intense pain I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Isn't food poisoning or that kind of sickness is no joke. Yeah. That's what I say to people, be prepared because you don't want to ruin your vacation by being sick for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just not a fun, not a fun feeling at all. So yeah, that's a, an important note in the hotel on the Nile cruise, they're catering to tourists. They're trying to make sure, you know, they, they probably wash and they have a process for everything, but you don't know that that's the case in a restaurant in the middle of the city. Right. And hopefully you mentioned this earlier, folks go to our other video about, you know, the, the things to know before you go, but charcoal pills, folks, just in case you don't see that one, pack your charcoal pills, because that's going to help you in these instances. If you get sick, get that out of your system right away so that you can enjoy your vacation. I would add charcoal pills to your, if you, somebody who travels and you have like a little like pack of like, mm-hmm. you know, Advil, that kind of stuff, I would add some charcoal pills to that as well, just to mm-hmm. have on hand, never. Um, so what were some of your favorite sites or things that we did, Carmen? Oh, so for me, I have to say the pyramid was the first because that's something <laughs> that like I always wanted to do. It's one of those things when you're there, it's kind of surreal, like, oh my God. Yeah. And you're right. It's funny because the hotel that we stayed at was close to the pyramids. You can see it in the background, right? Mm-hmm. But but um, besides the pyramids, I would say that I love the Nile River cruise just because um, I feel like you hear about it and it's just nice to be on it and like no in the Nubian village, I think was beautiful. Yeah. 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 I the the pyramids were number one for me. It's something mm-hmm. that's always been on my list. I I've always wanted to see them and it was like a dream coming true for me. Um, I was kind of like overtaken a little bit when we walked in there. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I'm here, right? Um, I really wanted to see King Tut's tomb. So I was excited when we went to Valley of the Kings and we were able to go into King Tut's tomb. I have to say, I was not as impressed because apparently um, all of the stuff that was in his tomb was taken out and taken to Cairo because there's opening up a museum in November and um, they were going to display all of of his belongings right. in, uh, in the museum. So we didn't get to see him in the tomb. The tomb was 
it, it was, um, it wasn't that impressive to be honest right. with you for yeah. somebody who's like, so known. Right. But I was just excited to be, to, to, to be there. Right. Um, and I loved the Nubian village. I was, uh, well, with some exceptions, I enjoyed the Nubian village. It was a part of the trip that I was truly looking forward to so much so that I did a lot of research on Nubians, the Nubian people, because I wanted to understand their history, um, and how they differed from, what we know as Egyptian, what their role was to Egypt and so forth. And so um, we did get the chance to sit in a family's home. Um, but there was and there was some interaction, but it wasn't as extensive as I thought it was going to be. And the guide kind of shared a little bit of the history. I wish that there had been a little bit more to that part of the trip. Like, I wish that we had been able to talk to more locals. Yes. I wish that we had spent a little bit more time walking around the village the villages are beautiful. They're like so colorful, so incredibly like amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel like we didn't really get to experience the, the, all of it, the way I wanted right. to. And that is something I would probably um, work at changing a little bit. Um, the next time I go back to, to kind of add more, uh, more yeah. to it. Yeah, you know, and if I could just add at the Nubian villages, I saw the most beautiful array of colors with the spices that they have, you know, they're yeah. all laid out. I love that. I didn't end up buying spices, but I ended up buying tea there, like a loose leaf, leaf tea. Um, and I just felt like the village stores there were really nice. They had things, nice things to offer and they're made by the locals, which is something that I always want to give back. Um, but no, nonetheless, they still haggled with you a little bit, you know, like you still had to be ready for that, but not the pressure that we felt at the yeah. market at all. Right. And you got to expect that they, you have to expect that when you go to these countries, you're going to haggle and you're going to, you know, go back and forth. But I think for me, um, and we've talked about this, right. We wish we had more time in the village to like, just kind of hang out with the locals. Yeah. The Nubians that actually took us out to their village on the boat, they were so sweet, yes. so cute. They did a whole song and dance with us on the boat yes. <laughs> leading up to the village. Um, and I have to say, I was actually really surprised when we pulled up. So some of us actually, um, they pull up before you get to the actual village. And if you want, you can get out and then uh, basically do a camel ride into mm -hmm. the village. Or you can stay on the boat and the boat will take you. So some of us chose to stay on the boat. Some of us chose to get on the camel rides. And I was surprised when we were pulling up, seeing all these people swimming in the Nile River. Yes. Because I just have to say, when I went to live in Madagascar, one of the first thing they told us about in, about being in Africa in general was uh, you do not get into any body of water for obvious reasons, right? Like they have like animals and all this other stuff. So it was my understanding that the Nile has crocodiles. Um, and one thing that we learned or an Aswan was that when they built the dam, the part that goes to the north, so between yes. Aswan and then and Cairo, it I guess they cut off the crocodiles. Not sure how that happens because well, I was they built the dam so you can't go one way. That's, that's all right. But what yeah. but so what did they kill off all the crocodiles that were already there? Like crocodiles move around, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, they were saying like north of the dam from Aswan to Cairo, there's no crocodiles, but south of the dam, apparently there's a lot of crocodiles yes. in the river. So, um, <laughs> so we get to this, we get to this point where some of us are getting off to, to do the camel ride and all these people are swimming in the river. And I'm like, wow. Like, and he's like, the guide is like, do you want to go swimming? I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I want to get back home in one piece. Um, I, I don't think we were also equipped to go swimming. We right. just didn't have any of that stuff with us. But what I found interesting is in the same token, they told us there was no crocodiles in the river in that part. We get to this house and their pet is a crocodile. It's like in a cage, like a caged crocodile that they're showing <laughs> off to us. Yeah. Okay. Did you catch that crocodile? Yeah. Where did he come from? Where did he come from, right? <laughs> and they had a baby. Huh? And they had a baby too. They had yeah, a baby. Yeah, they had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So and apparently this is something that's normal for them. They keep crocodiles as pets. Um not quite sure what you do with that pet. Right. Because, I don't know. That pet can kill you. So but In then this you case, know it was caged, but you know, you always wonder like if they got out or you know, right. Someone, yeah. I mean, 
I guess there's people out there that have tigers as pets. That's so, true. Yeah. But you know, yeah. so, um, so anyways, it's just the, the, the stark differences culturally is just so incredible. Um, and I have to tell you the Nubian people, like when you look at, they're so beautiful, like they're so, and it's, you can see the, the difference, right. From the Northern Egyptians and the Nubians, like you can see the difference. Mm. Um, my, it's my understanding from my research that the Nubians, um, are part, there's one of the oldest groups in Egypt um, or in that part of Africa. They actually, when they built the dam, they got displaced. And mm-hmm. so they all settled on the, you know, the banks of the Nile. Um, they're primarily located either in Southern Egypt or Sudan. So, but um, mm-hmm. they are beautiful people and they speak, they speak their own language. They do understand Arabic, but they actually have five dialects of their language that are spoken by, you know, from based on the tribes. Yes. Um, and stuff like that. So um, it was, that was really that was intriguing to me. It the was, it was. And I have to say um, the temples were amazing. Yes. All the different temples. Um, I can't remember all their names because uh, yeah. I'm there was, a, there was a lot. We went to a lot of temples. <laughs> I mean, I can barely remember movie names. So uh, trying to remember the temple names is a whole different thing. I have them all written down. So I know, and in my head, I know which one is which. Um, and each temple had it brought its own beauty, you know, it had its own beauty. Um, Can I just I think- uh, re- reiterate something um, that you've said earlier that just reminded me when you were talking about the temples. One thing that I loved about having our guide is that in every place that we went, he would say to us, let me walk you through everything. And then I'm going to give you time to take pictures because when you arrive, you're kind of like, oh, I want to see this, right? Like everything is, you know, you just want to run around and take pictures and see everything. And he was like, let me walk you through it first. And then let me give you time to take pictures. Yeah. And I like that because, you know, then you're focused on what he's saying and you're learning, right? All the history and everything. And then he's still giving you time to go do your thing. If you want to take picture or video or whatever, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I think one of the things about the temples is like the sheer size of them. It all, you know, you look at the pyramids and you're like, how did these people build these pyramids? But then you look at the temples and you're like, how did they build these temples? And you imagine to yourself what they must have looked like when they were in their, at their peak with all the colors. Like it just must've been so fabulous. I just, that, that part of it, I think is, it takes you on a trip, like a time travel kind of trip. Like you're just like, oh, I can only imagine what this must have looked like when it was first completed and when there were people coming in and out of it and when the pharaohs were here. It is very, very spectacular. There are tons of temples. There are no shortage of temples. We didn't even get to, like we didn't even scratch the surface. So um, just prepare yourselves because there will be a lot of in and out, in and out, just going to see different temples Mm -hmm. and stuff. For sure. We saw so much. So the pyramids, the, um, you know, the temples, we went to the um, Sphinx yeah, uh, as well. We took pictures there. Um, the I think Valley, we saw like five temples in all. Yeah, easily. Um, and oh, one thing I'll mention is that we flew from Cairo, right, to Ashwan and then took the cruise. Because I think, you know, there, there you can... I guess you could take a bus or a train, um, I hear, but it's obviously you're going to lose a lot of hours. So I don't know that it's worth it, to be honest. Yeah, I think I it depends on how much time you're going to be in the country. Right. Um, if you're there for a week, fly. It'll make your life that much easier. And the flights are not that expensive if you get them early enough. I yep. mean, you can easily get a one-way flight for less than $100. Yep. So it's worth it. Um, assuming you buy them ahead of time. If you wait till the last minute, I can't promise you what it's going to be. But um, I also was very much um, the Valley of the Kings. I wish we could have spent a little bit more time there. It was it was really hot. But to me, like, I think that was in addition to the pyramids, the Valley of the Kings, just knowing like, oh, my God, there are like thousands of year old people buried here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just crazy to me. <laughs> well, can I just tell you one more thing that I just remembered that made me sad? <laughs> yeah tell me we didn't get to do our hot air balloon ride oh I know I so, know and here's the funny thing about that we my husband and I have tried this a few times and the thing about hot air balloon rides is that the weather has to be perfect if it's windy or raining or anything like that you can't go because it's dangerous especially if it's windy 
So I just thought, you know, when I heard it, I was disappointed, but not surprised because we've been here before. We actually went through the same thing in Hawaii, even with a helicopter ride. If the weather is off, they won't they won't go off, you know, and that's good. It's good for you to be, you know, safe. Um, that's what you want. But we were so sad because we were looking forward to that, you know, hot air balloon ride. A few of the folks on the on the tour were doing it with us. And uh, when they told us we were heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I'll mention is that I absolutely love Luxor. I think Luxor is you know, very different than Cairo, um, less crowded, cleaner, just different. More lush, so, yeah, more green. For sure. It just, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of my sisters, beautiful. one of my sisters is an, is a, she's an artist. She paints. And it's, it was funny looking at her pictures compared to the rest of us. Yes. Her perspective and the things that she took, her pictures were, in, I mean, not that our pictures were not beautiful, our pictures yeah. were beautiful, but her pictures were more landscaped focused, yeah. especially the ones of Luxor. Like she really captured the essence of Luxor in her pictures. It's so funny because I saw them and I was thinking, wow, I didn't even, I don't even remember taking pictures of the landscape. I think one or two on the, on the Nile and she took a ton and they were beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, these are gorgeous. Like you would never think this is Egypt, right? right? Like just from looking at the pictures. So, you know, that's something to consider, like look at other things that you maybe would not typically uh, concern yourself with taking pictures of because it'll give you a whole different perspective of the right. landscape and the country itself. Um, uh, what I was going to say about the hot air balloon was um, I told Carmen, when she told me, she's like, we've tried so many times and they always get canceled. I'm like, girl, that's a sign from the universe. It's a sign. God, just don't, it's not meant to be. Don't push it. Right. Like, like when it's meant to be, it'll happen. Right. Like somebody's yeah. trying to protect you. Somebody's keeping Ab you safe. Absolutely. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think all in all, it was a good trip. I wish there were some things that had been different, but I think that's the case with every trip. You kind of like, in hindsight, you're like, I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. So yeah, it's true. And especially because we like to travel a lot. We do a lot of research and then you talk to other people and they're like, oh, I did this. And you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, right? Or vice versa. They'll tell you, I, we didn't do that as part of our trip. So I think um, that's why a tour guide is important. But also like, if you do your homework and you want to do something like that's what you want to do, like make it part of your itinerary. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's it for Egypt. We're going on almost an hour. Wow. <laughs> I know we could talk. We could talk. That's why. I know. I know. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us again for this episode. We really appreciate all of our subscribers and you taking time to listen to um, our thoughts and uh, our experiences. As we always say, these are our experiences. Um, you know, everybody approaches or has a different perspective and a different experience. So um, share you. yours below. If you've been to Egypt and, and you feel differently, please let us know. We're always open to, to that conversation and understanding. It doesn't, our experience doesn't invalidate yours. So that's right. That's right. It's, so that's it. Thank you everyone for listening and remember to always eat well and travel often. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye.